listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Well, we got a good one for you. We're going to talk quarterbacks. And it's Throwback Thursday right here on ESPN New York Tonight. That is the number to join us on this Throwback Thursday edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Kyrie and Giselle along with me until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. You'll hear from both of them in about 10 seconds because we want to reach out to you. Now, a couple of months ago, Kyrie started this with Alan Hahn. Wanted to find out that... Now, correct me, Kyrie. It's the top five generation quarterbacks. How, yeah. How did you top five generation quarterbacks? Yep. T- top five of, of the next gen, because obviously gen. Okay. The, the Brady's, the, you know, the Breeze, the Peyton's, all those guys reigned. On their way the, out. They're on their way out and they, they had a long, illustrious career, each of them. All right. So, so, yes. so in the spirit of, you know, all these quarterbacks and Tom Brady moving on and Drew Brees getting paid and Dak Prescott having to uh, take the franchise tag, we decided to get this started again. So we want to hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. You can also uh, tweet us at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. I'm going to tell you, we've already had a heated tweeting battle earlier today. And just before we went on, there was some trash talking being thrown around. And there's been rumors of violence in the studio over this. So I'm going to go last. I'm going to start with Giselle. Giselle, give me your top five gen, new gen quarterbacks. All right, my top five next gen quarterbacks. I think number one is Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you can argue with that. I think number two is Deshaun Watson, actually. Number three, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Number four... I'm going to go with Sam Darnold. (laughs) This is why the violence happens. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And number five, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Wow. Okay. Huh. All right. I'm going to be honest with you. I had Baker Mayfield over the summer on my list. I got absolutely killed for it. But I I, I can understand your line of thinking while you have Baker Mayfield. But I, I digress. Number one. Of course, like you said, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have uh, Lamar Jackson. And three, I have Deshaun Watson. So we have pretty much the top three, you know, just uh, flip-flop. Number four is where I I think nobody is going to be alike with me because I have Kyler Murray. Because I think mm-hmm. he did fairly well in his rookie season despite, you know, some of the, you know, a lot of the complications. I mean, it's, it's, it's Arizona, but now he has DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that's going to make a big he'll difference. Be four, he'll be, he might be four this year. <laughs> <laughs> With Hopkins, he might be four. Yeah. And of course, number five, none other. <laughs> than Danny Dimes. No buzzer. <laughs> I was, just sell no buzzer. <laughs> I don't. I don't have control over the sounds right now, which is why Kai is cheating a little bit. I'm, wow. Okay, Danny Dimes on huh? number five. That's right. Danny Dimes number five. That's right. Okay. 
Not a full season. Not it. Not a full season. I've seen enough because, you know, let's keep in mind also that mm-hmm. this is for the next generation. So we're talking. Hopefully, these these players have a ten, fifteen, even twenty year career. Mm-hmm. So. You are right. I am judging it based on a very, very small sample size, but I have faith mm-hmm. in my boy from Duke that he's going to rise to the occasion. Okay. And he plays for the New York Football Giants. Uh, Giselle, was there another quarterback for the Giants from Duke? Man, I do not like Daniel Jones at all. <laughs> I don't know what Kyrie is doing. I don't know what he's smoking. It doesn't make any he's sense. Lo- Listen, it's his guy. I understand. He's going to be better than Dave Brown, Kyrie. I believe so. I mean, I think he has a very, very, very high ceiling. And mm-hmm. if, if Joe Judge and, and, and the guys can, I, I don't know. I mean, Jason Garrett. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I will. <laughs> All right. Let me give you my five. And I know people aren't going to like it, but that's okay. Uh, we are pretty much the same with the top three. And I think everybody will have the same top three. And that's going to be, I have Mahomes, Jackson, and Watson. Uh, I flip flopped them a little bit. My number four is Dak Prescott. Why is nobody talking about Dak Prescott? <laughs> Why? He's good. No, I'm just a cowboy hater. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I'd expect that from you. And number five, I got Jimmy G. Jimmy G? I got Jimmy G, number five. Yep. Now, I will I will admit to you that uh, Murray was – I was close with Murray. I was close with putting him in the top five because I liked what I saw from him as well. Just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. So, but he would be in my next five as would Sam Darnold be in my next five. I haven't seen enough of Danny dimes without a full season. I would say that up to the injury, he had the potential of being uh, in that next, you know, a little higher on my list, but you know, the turnovers and the other things and then the injuries. So I got to wait and see what he's able to do. Uh, also, you know, Carson Wentz should be in the top five. The reason why he's not in my top five is lack of availability. I mean, talent-wise, he should be there. There's no doubt about it. But listen, availability is big for me. You got to be around to play. If you're not playing, <laughs> you know, what good are you doing for me? So those are my five. What are your five? 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-ESPN. On Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN and at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Let's start things off with Mark in L.A. Mark, you are up first on ESPN New York tonight. I think it's more games. Hey, Mark. Hi. Who's your top five? Uh, my top five. Number one, obviously Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, obviously Jackson. I'm having Danny Dimes three. Most people are like, you know, beating me up about it. But what I saw, I mean, this guy's got potential, man. And the thing is, is that the guy threw 24 touchdowns in his rookie year. He missed three games. He could have easily threw for 30. He's got the speed. Everyone was saying the turnovers. Guess what? Jackson had a lot of turnovers his first year too. You know what I mean? So, Obviously, I think he's going to take a step up. Uh, Mayfield, you know what? All the weapons there, let's give him a full season because guess what? If he can't get it done with Austin Hooper now and, you know, Beckham and Landry and all those guys, you know, guess what? I don't really know. Um, 
I was ripping Darnold. I just don't see him being the franchise quarterback for the Jets. I really don't. I think he needs a little bit of scenery. I think taking him was a little bit too early. You played three seasons with him. Yeah, he's had flashes of brilliance, but he's not that, like, I don't think he's that it guy. And I could possibly see the Jets doing, like, you know, a Josh Rosen type thing and making a trade. I mean, look, Murray looks the real deal. I have him at four. You have him, Hopkins. I mean, Cardinals basically, in my opinion right now, have the best receiving core in the NFL. You have Kristen Kirk. Better than Cleveland? You got Hopkins. What? Kristen Kirk, Fitzgerald, and Hopkins. No wide receiver duo since 2013 has more catches than freaking Hopkins and Fitzgerald. That's a dominant duo right there. Yeah, and I understand you got, you know, good wins. Fitzgerald's win. on the way down, Mark. Fitzgerald, yeah, Fitzgerald still, is not I mean, the same Fitzgerald as he was two, three, even two, three years ago. Yeah, but guess what? Guy still had 800 yards. Fitzgerald has been, and I, I love the guy to death. I mean, the guy sits, sits there, doesn't say anything, but now you have a number one receiver in Hopkins to pair mm-hmm. with him and Kristen Kirk. And, I mean, I still think Brady over in Tampa Bay, if he goes there, you've got Goodwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. You know, you have and Mike you don't Evans think as well. receiving core is better? Well, obviously right now in the NFL right now. Than Arizona? Just say Hopkins, Hopkins didn't go there. The best receiving core, the best one-two duo was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They were number one. But I mm-hmm. think now you put Hopkins in Arizona, how can you not salivate at that? All right, so give me, your top five, give me your top five next-gen quarterbacks again. You had Mahomes. I had Mahomes. I had right. Lamar Jackson. Right. I had Danny Dimes. Right. I, I have Josh Allen in there from Buffalo. Uh-huh. I think he's – I think now with Diggs, you're really going to see a step up. Right. And then I have – and then I have my five. I have Murray. All right. Thanks for checking in, Mark. Appreciate it. 1-800-919-3776. Now, Kyrie, you had Danny Dimes – Five, right? I, I had Danny Dimes five. You know what? First of all, I want to say I like that guy, Mark, um, only for his third pick. Nah, we don't um, like him. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I I wouldn't put him that high, not at all. Not ahead of Deshaun Watson. Absolutely not. No. I mean, Watson not even in the top five. Wow, that's a tough. You know, that's 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 a tough one. This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be, growing, getting better. You're not the person they see. Can't be mad at the things you've been through, because they built your muscle. On 98.7 ESPN. Pullback Thursday. Mary, Mary. 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts on the uh, top five quarterbacks. New generation quarterbacks, that is. We've had some interesting, we've had some interesting folks weigh in. Interesting, interesting comments. Interesting comments. Let's see uh, what Frank in New Jersey has to offer. Frank, you're up next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, partner. What's happening? Okay, you got Mahomes, Jackson, Josh Allen, Watson, and one I haven't heard yet tonight, Jared Goff. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that You're right, Frank. Thanks for the phone call. And I think for me, I Jared Goff unfortunately took a step back last year. I mean, you know, he uh, team the team took a step back. I mean, it was just a total, total reversal in what you expected from that team. I, I was disappointed in them. 
And I'm reading somewhere that, um, speaking of disappointments, I believe that I saw somewhere that they were making a change at, um, running back. Yeah. Shefty reporting that, reporting that the Rams are releasing Todd Gurley. Cutting him today spares the Rams from having to pay him an additional $10.5 million due today. Rams spent weeks exploring a trade for him. Now Gurley will be free to sign with any team. And uh, boy, did his stock drop, right? Going into the po- on that Super Bowl stretch a uh, year before last and then, you know, not really bouncing back this year. Uh, so I think that also hurt uh, Jerry Goff because the running game was not there and he was outstanding with play action. But, um, yeah, I understand what you had golf, but I think for my list, I can't speak for the guys, but for my list, um, golf took a step back. So I had to take him out of my top five. Where was he in, in, on your list, guys? Is golf in the top 10 with you? Golf was in my top 10, uh, in the summer when we originally did this, but, uh, as of now, he's, he's dropped after the season. I'm going to have to see a little more from him. What about you, Justel? Where is golf on your list? Golf is off my list. Golf looks exactly like what a system quarterback is. His cap number is going to ruin that team that I don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah, they're struggling. That's what they're doing. They're struggling. (laughs) They are struggling. Mike is in Queens. Mike, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, Larry. I'm all right, Mike. What's going on? You are next generation's top uh, Live quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes, Jackson, Dak Prescott, Jimmy G, and Daniel Jones. Uh, there was some people that brought up Josh Allen. If the Bills win the division this year, he has another good year. Then in one year's time, you ask the same question, he will be on the list. We know Jackson's name is also mentioned. Uh, Nick Finsalen is some injury history. Basically, if they if Jackson, like uh, the guy from Buffalo, I forget his name right now. They both have good another good year, and they can make the list. But uh, that's my top five, and I I don't know what else to say. I really don't. All right, Mike. Thanks for weighing in. Appreciate you. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Chris in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. What's going on? Everything's good, Chris. What's going on with you? That's much all right. Um, obviously, Mahomes. Uh, I'd have to go Jackson second because he's in a much better situation than Deshaun Watson. Especially uh, Watson, <laughs> Who should be – Who I mean, two words should follow his name, exit strategy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, he's, he's, man he, should, he need to talk to KP. Um <laughs> Let's see. Then after that, I would. You know what? When you st- did you say Dak Prescott? I did. Yeah. Then I. I. You know what? I'd have to. What do you have? Forty nine hundred yards last year through the yeah, air. He, he had um, something like that. Yeah. Forty nine. Look at you. Forty nine oh two. Okay. Um, and then you know I'm gonna go with Sam Donald. Um, mm-hmm. First off, first off, this dude is safe a good amount of adversity in the last two years, two head coaches, uh, different offensive systems. Um, I, you know, as I was saying to your producer, um, put him on the bills with that offensive line. He got two backs. 
I'll give you the receivers from last year. Don't even put don't even put Diggs in there. And then you put Josh Allen on last year's Jets and this year's Jets. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think you're saying? Listen, I, I I don't even need that. I could have. I'll be honest with you, and I said it earlier, mm-hmm. Chris. I'll take Darnold on this team without Gaze, and he would have been top five. Oh, 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 oh. See, now, if you're saying without Gase, and the line is and the line is built up, you know, through the draft, and you say without Gase? I said without Gase, he would be top five this year. Man, look. Because I, what I saw last year. You might have me. You might have me talking crazy that he should go in front of Dak Prescott, and I don't want to say that. <laughs> but, but uh, you know. But the interesting thing is another name that I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Where is Carson Wentz? See, I mentioned Carson Wentz for me, lack of availability, Chris. Yeah, got to play. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, why you got to. Yeah. He's never available. You got to be. You got to be healthy. You got to play. I mean, they won oh. a championship without him. I mean, he got him started, and Nick Foles finished it off. I mean, yeah. he's got to be available. That's that's the crazy thing. That's the crazy thing. Well, I mean, look, this is it, it, it's it's going to be it's going to get interesting. It I'm is. Just, oh, definitely. I'm just looking. I'm just looking forward to a couple more. I need I need forty percent of my draft to come from. Uh, I'm sorry, forty percent of my my new line to come from this draft. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to tackle in a in a center or a guard. Yes, you know, and yes, I'm glad we got we um, we we picked up you know a piece that's versatile at both positions so that mm-hmm. we can you know we have some maneuverability. You got that, man. man. Thanks. Thanks. For, yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Chris. And I want you to check out that I, I, I sent you a uh, uh, food. Uh, I don't even know if you call it food, but yeah, check that out, man. Because a trait. Oh my God! If you could help me with that, man, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Listen, have a good one, all right? All right, you too. Thanks for checking in, Chris. 1-800-919-3776. Dion's in Houston. Dion, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, love? What's up, Dion? Hey, man, look here. I got my uh, top Dion, five. Hold, young you, okay, Dion, before you give me your top five, mm-hmm. Dion, are you a Houston Texans fan? I am. Yes, I am. Dion, Dion. Help me out. We're trying to figure <laughs> out what in the name of Bill O'Brien is he doing down there by s- sending Deshaun Hopkins, uh, uh, Deshaun Hopkins away for for a second round pick and and a quarter and a running back who's been struggling. Well, Larry, let me tell you what that's all about. Have you ever heard of the term ego? Yes, I have. That's that's what that's about. I'm going to tell this young rich young man who's the boss on this team. Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. Okay. Right. He got the, he got that he got that uh, small man's complex, but he what, what he's gonna find out, Larry, is that the players run this league, man. You are no better than the players, man. The, yeah. If you have good players, you can win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Dion, give me your top five. Okay, it's the it's the just about what everybody said, pretty much. Simple. I got a caveat: Mahomes, Jackson, um, Mahomes, um, Jackson. Who's the third? Mahomes, Jackson. Oh, Watson. Watson. How can uh-huh. I say Watson? How could you forget uh, Watson? <laughs> yeah, how could I forget Watson? <laughs> you feel bad for him right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Murray, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, is amazing when he's healthy. And, Larry, uh-huh. check out this caveat, though. Uh-huh. Tied with Carson Wentz. I'm going I'm to get you on this one. Okay. Dwayne Haskins. Watch Dwayne Haskins in a few You years. think so? You think he's going to be Watch good? Watch him. Yeah, he got it. He got it. I, I, you know what, Dion? Thanks for the phone call. I, 
I didn't see it last year. Okay. I saw some things, obviously at Ohio State, and I saw some things where he tried to improve himself with the workouts you saw him. People say you couldn't throw on the run, and you could see that he had diligently tried to improve on that and throwing on the run. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen now with the little, certainly with a with a coach and an off with and an offensive guy who really will try to work with him as opposed to uh you know his previous coach who didn't really want him and you could see that he didn't really want him and you could see that that's how he was treated and that's how he that's how he played because he wasn't prepared and when you have a draft choice you all listen you got to you got to get him ready at quarterback a first round pick you got to have him ready you got to give him some reps you you can't have him just hanging out there like that Kyrie we saw what he could do at Ohio State. And I understand people talk about schedules and look who Ohio State played and all the other stuff, but you could see when he was able to throw the ball down the field, he was able to move the football, he gave you a little bit of movement. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Now, I could be wrong, but I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. I agree. I agree. And we talked about this at length uh earlier, you know, before the season started. I mean, I was I was high on him also early on, of course, you know, things change, but I agree, 100%. Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7, <laughs> Chef Chris Chung says Carson Wentz should be on that list. Chris, he should be. But once again, lack of availability, man. you got to be available to play, especially at the quarterback position. Okay? I can't say he's a franchise quarterback if he's not leading my franchise. He's got to play. When he plays, you can see the talent. You can see what he's able to do. And then you throw this other stuff in there. And I think, you know, when you hear this stuff about uh, Kyrie, about the locker room, and you hear this stuff about, you know, he doesn't, people don't like him in the locker room and so on and so forth. Part of it is because I would think, and once again, I'm not in there, but part of it is because he's always hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, want and this God. talk of Pennsylvania and all yeah. that, you know, and, <laughs> and then people are like, well, where, you know, where are you when, when it's really, you know, time yeah. to show and prove? I mean, that you need to be there. I need to know that you're going to be there, the leader for this team. I got it. When you're there, you produce, no question about it. But you're not there that often. <laughs> so, you know, I need you to be there more consistently, more consistently. The top five new generation quarterbacks. That's what we're uh, getting your thoughts on here on this edition of ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. At Scott Ketchum says, here's his top five. Mahomes, Watson, Jackson, Darnold uh, is number four, and Dak Prescott. Okay, so he says his logic is Darnold beat Danny Dimes and Dak post-mono and has the worst everything minus Le'Veon than any of these quarterbacks. Josh Allen is terrible, <laughs> and he hides behind coaching. See, lost to Watson. See, this is the interesting thing, though, about Josh Allen. He fascinates me because he he's like a power runner. He's kind of he, he's, he's Cam Newton-ish. You know, like he likes to take on runners. He, he likes to... He likes to just, you know, pull, you know, lower his head sometimes and just get extra yardage. I respect that. He has a fabulous arm. There's no question about it. 
And as he gets older and as he gets more experience, he will obviously learn how to, you know, look players. And he does it sometimes, look defenders off and go the other way. But he had some bad interceptions in that postseason game. Bad, bad interceptions. And he had bad interceptions like that during the regular season. But, you know, the Buffalo defense, which is outstanding, was able to bail him out of some situations when he put them in a bad spot. But they were able to rise up and hold the opposition to field goals or sometimes deny them. And so that's why they were able to win some games. But, you know, with Stephon Diggs, he's going to be better. There's no question about that. And that defense is still there. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Go back Thursday edition of the show. You might should be going back with the Rocky theme after those two had a couple of local quarterbacks in their top five. No dispute between the two of them. Giselle and Kyrie. But there's been several callers who have uh, likened both Danny Dimes and Sam Darnold as part of their top five. So uh, it's interesting. What do you say? 1-800-919-3776 via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. While you call and weigh in, it's time to check out the... Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. So, Jeremy Lin is a little perturbed. And if you noticed on Twitter, he let his feelings know. Jeremy Lin blasted President Donald Trump for labeling the novel coronavirus the Chinese virus, tweeting this week that the U.S. president was emboldening racism towards Asians. Quoting Jeremy Lin, I wish you would powerfully support the vulnerable people that will suffer due to our mismanagement of the virus, including those that will be affected by the racism you're empowering. Continuing to quote Lin, and I don't want to hear about no German measles, Spanish flu, because everyday Asian Americans, including people I know, are threatened and physically attacked. I don't give a crap about the history of names right now. What I do know is this subtle anti-Chinese message only empowers more hate towards Asians. You remember Lin signed with the Beijing Ducks in the Chinese Basketball Association. Added, he could not allow President Trump's comments to stand unchecked. Well, there is another, as a matter of fact, there's several new folks who we're hearing has the coronavirus. As you as you heard uh, at the top of the hour, there are a couple of Lakers, Marcus Smart from the Celtics, a couple of 76ers, and a member of the Denver Nuggets. Not sure if it's a player or somebody in their front office. So that makes about 11 NBA players so far. And the NFL as well. New Orleans Saints coach Peyton, uh, Sean Payton tested positive for the coronavirus. And here's Adam Schefter who gives you more details on it. Moments ago, I hung up with Sean Payton, the Saints head coach, who confirmed that he's become the first person in the NFL world to be diagnosed with the coronavirus. Now, he has been at home over the weekend, didn't feel well on Sunday, and then received the diagnosis a short time ago. He is at home resting comfortably. He said he's part of the 20% who are diagnosed with the coronavirus that doesn't have a cough, that doesn't have fever. He's going to be quarantined in his home in New Orleans 
through this weekend. And he's already feeling better, like I said, without the fever. But when he wasn't feeling well on Sunday, he wound up taking the coronavirus test on Monday and it came back positive today. And the reason that he came out with it is because he wants to send a message to all the people out there, especially the young people, that they need to be listening to the experts, that they need to be paying attention here, that they need to stay at home and practice social distancing and do the right thing. There's no doubt about that, Shefty. Thank you. And obviously, Peyton added, he's going to be coming forward with a public service announcement definitely surrounding the explosion of the coronavirus cases that officials fear because of last month's Mardi Gras heavily spread the virus across the city and the country. All right, sticking with football. So we're doing our top five new generation quarterbacks. We want you to check in at 1-800-919-3776, where our quarterback, Dan Olofsky, he's got the top five QBs to replace Tom Brady in New England. What do you say? Start at number five, and I'm going to go to the draft. And I'm going to look at drafting Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm. Let's go to number four. I would look at trading for Andy Dalton. Number three, Jared Stidham, who's on their roster. Number two, I want to call the Miami Dolphins. I want to say, where are you with Josh Rosen? Now, the, the relationship with Brian Flores, their head coach, there and his tie to the Patriots might be something that, why didn't he play for you more? Why did you think Ryan Fitzpatrick was a better option? Is there something going on with Josh Rosen? And then number one, Jacoby Brissett. Wow. Now, Jacoby Brissett just reached, if I remember correctly, guys, he just reached a deal with uh, to stay in Indianapolis to back up Phillip Rivers. So that would be interesting to see uh, what exactly the uh, New England Patriots are going to do at the quarterback position. I think drafting a quarterback is going to be the number one thing. And, and I agree with a couple of callers who called in during the week and they said, you know what? They're going to tank this year. But I, I just, it's, I understand that would be the thing to do. I just don't see Belichick doing that. He's too, he's too competitive, especially with the opportunity of uh, Tom Brady to do extremely well in Tampa with some fabulous receivers, which Stephen A. Smith talks about with this offense. With, with a Mike Evans, with a Godwin, with an O.J. Howard, with a Braden, these boys, okay? What if this dude ends up actually winning the NFC South over Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints? I think automatically you'll look at people talking about Tom Brady in an elevated fashion in regards to potential league MVP consideration and things of that nature. So that's the other reason why I just can't see Oh, Coach Bill, trying to uh, trying to tank this year. I think he's going. He's got something to prove. I think he's going to show that he can be extremely successful without Tom Brady, like Tom Brady is trying to show he could be extremely successful without Bill Belichick. One final note: Red Sox Chris Sale to have the Tommy John surgery that ends speculation dating back to late last season that he would need the procedure. So that is now known. But when is he going to have it? Well, not sure. To better cope with the coronavirus pandemic, many hospitals have scratched non-essential surgeries until the healthcare system is less overwhelmed. When will he return? Well, the normal return to action for starting pitchers is about 15 months, so that would be a few months into the 2021 season. But that's assuming sale undergo surgery in the coming days. We can't know that, and we don't even know when baseball is going to start. So he may not be back till the 2022 season, considering that we don't know when he's going to get the surgery, and it may be you know, far later. And 
the best time to have the procedure? Well, there really isn't the best time, but he was moving towards this moment, missed the last six weeks of 2019 with left elbow inflammation. He reported pain soon after facing hitters for the first time March 1st, diagnosed with a flexor strain, was told to rest 10 to 14 days, and the recurrence of pain led to Tommy John reality, which Yankee fans know about Luis Severino. Those are our top stories of the day. Thank you, Giselle. Thank you, Kyra. This is ESPN New York Tonight. It's ESPN New York Tonight. 1-800-919-3776. Talking top five new generation quarterbacks. Getting your thoughts. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. You guys have been weighing in with some interesting ones. It, it, it's so funny because really nobody disagrees with the top three, right? They might disagree with who's between two and three, but there's no question that Patrick Mahomes is the guy. He's the guy. And he, he locked it in this past season with the run to the Super Bowl, locked it in. There's no doubt. There's no question. He is the top gun right now. He's the guy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Looking good. Looking good. Stepped up. Wasn't it funny? He said, um, I didn't, I was just, I just started reading defenders. <laughs> so now that means it's going to be even better. It's going to be even better. John's in LA. Hey, John, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing good, John. How's things out in, in L.A.? And uh, we're, we're sorry to hear that uh, you guys have been issued the stay-at-home order by Governor Gavin Newsom. How's the family? How's, how, how are you dealing with that? Uh, well, I'll tell you this, Larry. There's no traffic at all, man. There's, uh, it's, uh, I, uh, I, deliver, I work for Best Buy Delivery Refrigerators, so thank God I still have my job. It's, uh, it's a little iffy about that, but when I go to work at 5 a.m., usually it's traffic. All kinds of, right now, man, it's, it's no traffic at all. Wow. But everything is going good. Everyone is positive here. Everyone is just, you know, follow the orders. That's what I tell my family. Do not panic. Just, you know, stay calm. Keep it chill. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, everyone in the United States, especially Florida, um, could go down with those rules and we'll be all right. <laughs> I tell you, you're, you're right, John. I'll get to your top five in a second. But you know what? I mean, just seeing the and we constantly see them over and over and over again. The pictures of hundreds of people on the beach not a few oh my God. hundreds of people on the beach and none of them were six feet from each other <laughs> none mm-hmm. of them yeah it, it's just crazy yeah. it's just crazy it's crazy yeah you know what larry uh michael k said it said it best earlier he said uh yes you're gonna be partying out there but you don't care if you're gonna get that thing or not but is uh on bertha after two weeks is she still gonna be here after you give it to her uh it's not gonna be that good of an ending all those people are partying. But, you know, like I said, positive vibes should just follow the rules, you know, and everything will be fine. We'll be getting out of this thing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right, John. Uh, tell me. Give me your top five. All right, Larry. I'm going to switch it up a bit. Okay. All right, here it goes. Mahomes at one. Uh, Jackson second. I'm going to go with Jimmy G at third. Hmm. Why? His record His record says his best, man. As a starter, he has a really great record. And uh, he took that team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right. 
And uh, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray at four. He like a rookie. He did it really good. And now imagine now with Hopkins. Oh, my yeah. God. And I'm going to put Deshaun Watson at five. Okay. <laughs> so 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 Watson drops and Murray, they flip-flop now with you because of one receiver, huh? Oh, no, no, not just that. But I think the, the Texans, it's good. I, me personally, I think it's going to be a mess at the at the, tech, at the Texans uh, the organization, man. After that, I don't think O'Brien is going to have that trust. And I think that that I don't know what's gonna happen right there, but I'd rather get Kyler Murray or Jimmy G in front of Deshaun Watson. That's for sure. <laughs> also, Larry, I have, I have one more question, real sure. quick. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big time Falcons fan, so mm-hmm. a lot of people just talk about Breeze and Brady, and but yet they they don't they don't give no credit to Matt Ryan, the 2016 yeah. MVP. Now yeah. they got Dante Fowler right now, and uh, of course they got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and now there's rumors that Todd Gurley might be going to the Falcons. Now, let's say they do get Todd Gurley. Where do you rank the Falcons right there with the, with the I was about to say Patriots, <laughs> with the Buccaneers, <laughs> with the Saints, and the Falcons, and, of course, the Panthers. You know what it does, John? And thanks for the phone call. And you be safe out there. Thanks for checking in. It, it makes it an incredible division, what it would do. And, yeah, we've, we've, we've forgotten Matty Ice, and we have forgotten Matty Ice since they blew the Super Bowl and let New England beat them. We've forgotten them. They have not played well. They've not been the same team offensively. Defensively, they've struggled. Uh, people have found ways to beat them, and that's what happens when you are beaten and the way they were beaten and with everybody watching. Then all the offensive coordinators went home during the offseason, and they said, oh, this is what we have to do, and they did. And uh, Matt Ryan really, I think, took a step back. He's not not been the same guy. He hasn't been Matty Ice since he was the MVP, as you mentioned. Uh, but, you know, I, that's been the problem there. But if they could get some tools and get a little better defensively, listen, that would be a heck of a division. And, and uh, that division is going to be interesting, okay? And once again, we still don't know. For Brady, since we're not really sure when this season is going to be able to get going, when the, you know, training camp and all the different, uh, you know, camps, the – you know the rookie, the, the the rookie camp and the off season. You know the the, the off season camps and all the other camps that you normally have that you can gauge. Okay, okay, we gonna have this time. We gonna have this time. We gonna have this time. We can reach out. We can talk to the coaches. We can get the. We don't know when all this is happening. And chemistry. I remember a guy I used to work with years ago. His name is John Melbourne, and John Melbourne used to tell me all the time. He said, Larry. It's about chemistry. People don't talk about chemistry. People talk about talent. People talk about coaching. And those things are important. But yes, chemistry is a big part of that formula as well. And, you know, you know what Tom Brady's going to do. You know how he's going to work. You know how he's going to prepare. You know what he loves to do as far as getting his, you know, getting his, his receivers being on the same page and what he demands from them. And, you know, he's not going to have the time to really get that done. And that's going to be a thing that, you know, could ultimately slow down that talent. But I still think that if he's able to stay healthy, he's going to make them better than what they were last year. And Drew Brees, you know, is fabulous. You know what he can do. So, um, you know, it, it 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 is going to be interesting. It really, really is going to be interesting. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. And he's next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Larry? Hey, Trey, what's going on? Hey, nothing, man. Checking in with the family. You know I got to do it every day. Absolutely. Every day. You good? Great. 
All right, all right. That's the most important thing. And shout out to Uncle Spike too. I'm hoping he's well too. Yeah, he's rolling. Good. All right. So my top five, like you said, it starts at three, man. Really, you know, the top two is, you know, probably ninety eight percent with Mahomes and Jackson, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, so then I'm gonna just go three Watson, four. Actually, it might be a little surprising, but I like Kyler Murray, man. And mm-hmm. five, I'm going with Dak Prescott. Okay. All right. You know, and a then you know, of, you know, a lot more you know, Murray, six, huh? A lot more Murray what? that we're hearing. Hearing more Murray. Uh, man, he had a you know, twenty and twelve. You know, like like my brother Chris said, man, that's what forty. What, how many yards? Forty nine oh two. Uh, for Dak Prescott, yeah. That, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But Murray is a uh, Murray came on later in the season. I like I, I, I like watching him, and now he got two. He got legit receivers. Legit. Now he got and, and both on the outside. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think you just build a wall up around that kid, man, and he's going to be good for a long time. He's so short, though, Larry. I know he's so short. He is dead. And you know, I don't I don't like short quarterbacks, man, because you can't they can't see over the line, and man, yeah. it's a lot of batted balls, and it's a lot of. You know, it's a lot of things that go wrong when that ball go in the air. You know that, Larry. You know, it's never good when that ball gets batted in the air by a lineman. It's about so, lanes. They have to throw through lanes. Through that's the lanes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that, that that that's the only thing that if, if this kid was 6'5", man, he'd be number one. Yeah, could be. I think his ceiling would be a lot higher than those other guys because he has all the intangibles. He can literally make every throw. He's mm-hmm. just short. Yeah. So – you know, I don't want to hold that against him too much, but that that is a, that is a factor. It definitely is. It definitely mm-hmm. is. And, and but he's to, found a way. Oh, to, he's found a way to uh, you know to 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 be successful with it. So once again, 20. this is this is the thing, Trey, and you know this from watching sports as long as you've been watching it. Mm-hmm. How does he make the adjustment to the adjustments that they will make to him this season? Absolutely, because now we got the tape on you. So now we're in the, you know, a defensive coordinator get paid millions of dollars to sit there and watch his tendencies, watch him pat that ball a little bit, especially within his own division. They're going to be looking at that. They're going to be keying on everything. And I guarantee you're going to see a lot of linemen flying at him this year too. I didn't see that. I didn't watch a lot of Arizona games. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from what I did see, I didn't see a lot. I, if I was a defensive coordinator, fly at him. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? And especially yeah. if you have a good front, then you got linebacker help that can fall back in case you get beat with a little juke move or something, you know, something crazy. Fall, go get him. Yeah. You know, I know it's easier said than done, you know what I mean? But you got to be embarrassed. To go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, your wives and girlfriends are in the stands, Larry. Um, I wanted to uh, uh, big up Jeremy Lin for what he said, man. This, is, this ain't got nothing to do with nobody's race, man, as you could tell by the people that's coming down with this thing. This mm-hmm. thing ain't racial. Yep. This ain't got nothing to do with race, man. It's got to do with sick and healthy. And we need to get, start getting people on the healthier side than on the sick side. You know what Absolutely. I mean? This ain't got nothing to do with that, man. That, I, I hated that he said that. that. That was a horrible thing to say, man. This ain't got nothing to do with where it came from, man. It's here now, and we got to deal with it together. So right. I wanted to say we'll big up to Jeremy Lynn. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, man. What a, what a, if, if this true what, what Bill O'Brien said about him, comparing him to Aaron Hernandez, yo, shame on him. And big up DeAndre Hopkins for not even feeding into it, you know, even going on, you know, the, the morning shows and talking crazy. He just handled it within, and now he's going to go to a better situation. Definitely know a better or better run organization because yeah. that thing in Houston is, I, man, I, I don't know what, what, what Watson going to do down there. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no weapons. You ain't got nobody to throw to. Now you done ran the man out of town. And, and, and to compare him to a murderer? Yeah. Oh crazy. man, if, if it's true, we don't know. You know, we haven't heard. I don't think I've heard Bill O'Brien say anything about it. 
But, man, ah, man, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And let me ask you one quick question before I mm-hmm. go. Um, where, you think, where do you think Todd Gurley going to end up? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, I don't remember what he's making, but I know that he was making a lot for them. To, I mean, they saved 10.5 by dumping them today. Larry, so, this is why you do not draft a – come on, man. This is the premier running back coming out mm-hmm. of Georgia. How many seasons ago? Four or five? That's right. And now, look, this is – and me, you, and Ty said on this radio, and we talked about this. We talked about not drafting Saquon at two, and everybody was, oh, yeah, I hate – we're not – this is realistic, man. You cannot draft a running back. The, the, the wheels, the tread goes off these wheels so fast. And there's the next Saquon is coming. The next Ty Drelly is coming. So, yep. I just, you know how we feel about that pick. But uh, y'all be safe out there. I love y'all to death, man. Get home safe. Wash your hands, New York. Wash your hands. Social distancing. It's important. You mean not like Florida? Oh, God. Like, what are they doing? Like, what know. are they doing? Oh, that my goodness. That don't make no sense, Larry. Come on. Y'all can't be at the beach, man. This is the problem with America right here. That's the problem. We don't listen. We are very hard-headed, and we stuck on some of the things that we love to do. we got to break that. This is the new normal. This right now is the yeah. new normal, Larry, and if we it ignore is. it, it's going to be the normal forever. Yep. You see yeah, what I'm saying? we got to be more responsible. You know? we got to be more responsible. Listen to the doctors. Listen to the experts. They know what's best. Stay your butts at home, man. It ain't that serious. It's not. Thanks for the phone call, Trey. Thanks for checking in. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.